Hello and welcome to your favorite daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, the greatest cheater in Geometry Dash's history was just exposed. So I watched this a few days ago, so I might get a few small details wrong, but video released by Abyssoft makes some good stuff, highly recommend uh, watching his stuff. Does a lot of stuff about speedrunning and whatnot. We put this video out. The biggest cheater in Geometry Dash history was just exposed. And it's this dude who faked a bunch of runs in these like almost impossible to do levels. What are they called? Devil runs or something, I think he called them. Where people do like thousands, maybe tens of thousands of attempts over many months to finally succeed. And he was considered the best of the best in a poll of the best runners, he got like 70 something percent of the votes. And it turned out he was a complete fraud and had faked so many of his runs. And when I got to the end of this, I just thought, think of all the people who were like on the cusp of beating these levels or having the best times. Who spent like potentially hours upon hours, months upon months, getting to almost succeed. And then having this guy release a cheated run and snatch that glory from them. And how, how bad they'd feel like, oh man, I was so close. And doing this for so long, disappointing so many people, making so many people's efforts futile, because they of course wanted to be first, and it all be fake. It's like what happened to me. This is what I feared had happened to me. Like when I made my first video talking about the situation, I said I worried because Unnamed had no history, was not known to the speedrunning community, didn't have any other videos on your channel, that this was some sort of a fake that I was not able to capture. And that lingering doubt in the back of my mind made it, difficult for me to process the situation and move on because like is this all fake am i just being screwed or bamboozled some people took my saying these things as me saying oh unnamed definitely cheated which was never what i said or never what i meant to imply at all it was merely that because of situations like this you can never really know so it's very hard to get back into the thick of things being unsure whether or not my efforts were actually mattering as to whether I'd actually be first and if this would come out that this was cheated or whatever. But of course, unnamed, he succeeded twice. And of course, since become like a dominant speedrunner, so obviously he's not a cheater. It does suck that anytime anyone succeeds in anything, there's always that lingering doubt like, did you really do this? Anytime anyone does anything miraculous or amazing, it's like, but did you cheat though? And that question is always there because of people who cheated like this. I believe his name is Space UK. I should have said his name. Yeah, but the way Unnamed was treated during that situation, I, I gotta be completely honest with you. Unnamed had no social media. He had exactly one video on his YouTube channel. The only place in the world that people could have written negative comments to him was on that video. And most of them were positive, largely from people from livestream fails who hated my guts. With that being said, having now come to know Unnamed, getting a context for some of the things he said and did during that time. He is like one of the most stoic people I've ever seen. He just does not give a fuck. If he was at a restaurant and a married couple grabbed knives and stabbed each other to death, he would go, huh, and continue to eat his food. At one point, I wrote like a long essay explaining all my thoughts and feelings and stuff. And his response to that was like, okay, can I, can I be unbanned in your Twitch chat now? <laughs> And I, I, at the time, I felt a little bit insulted, but coming to know him, he just really doesn't give a fuck. His statement publicly throughout the entire little bit of drama there, and even afterwards, like months later, he's, he's always been, are we still talking about this? Who cares? <laughs> like, I think anyone who has gotten to know Unnamed in the speedrun community now will back me up with this. He is just a dude who doesn't care about that kind of stuff. Like, I could have called, like, I, I could have called him anything under the sun for the entire time during that. And his response would have been, okay, cool. Now coming to know unnamed, when people bring up like, oh, that Dark Viper AU harassed unnamed, which of course I never did. Or when they say, oh, he sent his viewers to harass unnamed. 
which of course I never did. Knowing Unnamed, even had I done those things, I don't think he would have cared or have noticed. Not exactly where I intended to go with this story, but uh, different situations entirely, Space UK being a cheater and of course Unnamed not being so. I almost ate a slug. So this is somewhat disgusting. Prepare yourselves. I tweeted this out yesterday. I just ate a bunch of raspberries prior to noticing a slug inside the case. I even think there was a little bit of shit from the slug. That was enough to like disrupt my sleep. And even now looking at it, I'm a little bit grossed out. Why the fuck didn't I at least wash the raspberries? It was late at night. I was tired. I just want something quick to eat. And I was like, oh, wait a second. Didn't I order some groceries? And they arrived like two hours ago? Oh, they're probably still on my doorstep then. Well, it's a good thing I didn't have like anything in there that could be like spoiled or something because all I had was like corn chips, salsa, and Pepsi Max. All you need for a balanced meal. I was like, oh wait, I ordered those raspberries and I grabbed them. And I was like, oh, this is a perfect snack that I was looking for. That's great. That's why I ate all the raspberries. At the very end, there was only like three raspberries left. I'm like, that's a fucking slug. Oh no. What was worse is that like a day before I heard of this story, Sydney man who contracted rat lungworm after eating slug dies. Sam Ballard, the Sydney man who fell into a coma and became paralyzed after eating a slug, has tragically died eight years on. The story is that his friends like dared him to eat a slug. And so he ate the slug and then <laughs> fell into a coma because of this, because he got this disease or whatever. He became paralyzed and then died eight years there for eating one slug on a dare. How fragile life is. And I looked it up and like 12 people have uh, gotten quite ill, if not died, because of slugs. It was, it was some story about like 12 people in like five years in the entirety of America. So obviously the odds of it are astronomical. But at the same time, men who are just eating slug juices potentially, scary. So basically, symptoms appear after like a week or three. So I might die soon. So let's be sure to make some great content before that happens. <laughs> the Star Wars Jedi Survivor Disaster. So I was sent a Star Wars Jedi Survivor code for the game. I was even given the option to play it early. Fortunately, I did not. It's another one of these games that has come out and has had nothing but technical issues. Low FPS, graphical bugs. Things just apparently skipped over story-wise because it just doesn't function. Apparently even consoles aren't doing particularly well. But like, is this really going to matter? If the game is good enough, and the IP is strong enough, which, you know, Star Wars is even after a bunch of missteps from Disney. People are still going to buy it. People are still going to play it. You would imagine without any technical issues, it would be played far more and bought far more, right? But maybe in the publisher's mind, it wouldn't be worth waiting a year or something to have it come out perfect. It's always advisable to wait a year or two before playing a AAA title. That was me with Cyberpunk. It shouldn't be that way though, man. There should be some measurable consequence for shoving things out in an unfinished state, but there's just not. I can just think back though to when I had no interest in GTA 5, right? Because as you know, I didn't play it on console. I still remember Total Biscuit watching one of his videos and him being like, oh, this port of GTA 5 to PC, immaculate, perfect, amazing. I can't believe how, how great this is. Not a single hiccup or problem at all. And so now I'm thinking about the possible reality in this new environment of things just thrown out the door that Rockstar would release GTA 6 on console, and then a year later, release a very shoddy PC port. In the same way that the Red Dead 2 
PC port wasn't particularly good. Like, I'm just fearing that reality where I'm going to be sitting there playing like a stuttery, terrible 15 FPS GTA 6 for a year, waiting for Rockstar to patch it to the point where it's playable. But I mean, you'd think if Rockstar is going to spend eventually 12 years working on this game, that the PC port's going to be good. They aren't under the same time constraints as the people producing this Star Wars Jedi Survivor. But it's a scary thing to contemplate. Back in November 2021, I tweeted one of my favorite like owns or expressions and one of my viewers, the evil stranger, used it again recently. Dr. Disrespect tweeted out, I played EA Star Wars Jedi Survivor on max settings all day yesterday. Yes, yeah, certain cutscenes dropped frames, but overall performance and the experience on the game were top notch. People that complain about video games, go get a life. And so evil stranger responds by using my old tweet where I say, I have a sandwich. No one in the world is starving. It's just such a good line. Every single time someone's like, well, I'm not experiencing those issues, therefore they can't exist, or people who complain about them are wrong. The response is always, I have a sandwich. No one in the world is starving. I love that line so much. I don't know if I invented it, but it just makes me happy every time I see it. To play devil's advocate for Dr. Disrespect, he may be joking here. There is nothing in this tweet that gives a wink or a nudge to suggest it's a joke. Yeah, I don't think he's joking, but you could totally phrase this in a way to actually be a joke. You can't read emotion through text. Certainly things can be phrased in a way to obviously be a joke. Like my statement here, I have a sandwich, no one in the world is starving. No one would read that and say, huh, Dark Viper believes no one in the world is starving because he is a sandwich. It's obviously a joke. Okay, I mean, to be fair, there was that one situation, that one time with Moist Critical, that maybe does suggest that not a lot of people can pick up on hyperbolic language or flippant language, or when the words don't literally mean what they mean in a sentence. But for most people, let's say, it should be obvious. We gotta be careful these days, guys, that that situation over a year ago now put the fear of God in me to, in some respects. I gotta be a little bit more careful. Now, this was interesting. Star Wars Jedi Survivor 2023 will feature the ability to toggle an arachnophobia option in accessibility settings to remove spiders from the game entirely. And there are some damn big spiders. As an Australian, of course, I am not at all afraid of spiders. Like, we deal with these things, like, every second day. I'm, of course, joking. I do not like spiders. Not enough that I want to turn on such a feature. But the blue check marks on Twitter were very angry with this. This is pathetic. Weak people create hard times. It's funny that the blue check mark now on Twitter enables you to point out the dumbest people who exist. In my view, I don't see this as a particularly bad thing as long as it doesn't take up a significant amount of dev time. Considering that Star Wars Jedi Survivor released in such a terrible state, arguably maybe if they weren't spending time on things like this, maybe the game would have been better. But I think that's a terrible argument because this would take like 10 seconds to implement. If they had 10 seconds more, it wouldn't have made that game its release better. I think this is fine, but as with anything, you can certainly go too far with it if game developers spent all of their time altering things for every particular phobia that could possibly exist. That would just take an insane amount of time and, and work and effort that wouldn't be worth it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's their game. They can do whatever they want. If they want to add this function, that's their business. And certainly people who want to use that function, all power to them, right? It's a, it's a matter of having a game that you can enjoy and playing it the way that you want. And if this enables people to do that, great. It's just playing devil's advocate, I can see how if too much of this sort of thing happened, then that could make a game potentially worse because of how much dev time it would require. But I can't imagine removing spiders and replacing them with something else would take all that much time. My Twitch name was almost very different. So many of you likely don't know the origin of my name Dark Viper AU. 
For those who don't know, I did make a video explaining, which will pop up on screen here. But one thing that isn't in that video is the other potential names that I could have had. Recently, I was going through some of my old footage because I'm cataloging it all to find all my full runs and all my GT Online footage and all that stuff to put on the VOD channel. But I found some footage of me polling my audience to get other potential names. So I put this out in a community post. Six years ago, Darkviper88 asked his chat for name suggestions and has a vote to see what he should change his name to in order to remove the numbers. Again, for those who don't know, 88 associated with Nazism, didn't know that, so wanted to change my name. So ultimately, the suggestions were all revolving around different colors, dragons, and vipers. Because at the time, I had dragon emotes, so it just made sense to have a name that might involve dragons. So the names were as follows. Dark Drake, Dark Dragon, Blue Viper, Dusk Viper, Dark Wyvern, Dark Whelpling, Majestic Viper, Blue Wyvern, Blue Drake, Blue Dragon, Dust Dragon, Dusk Wyvern, Dusk Whelpling, Majestic Dragon, Majestic Drake, Majestic Wyvern, Dark Phoenix, Dragon Viper, Dusk Drake, Dawn Dragon, Dawn Wyvern, Dawn Whelpling, Diamond Viper, Gold Viper, Gold Dragon, Gold Wyvern, Gold Whelpling, Diamond Drake, Diamond Dragon, Diamond Whelpling. The one that got the most votes was Dark Dragon. But yeah, so in a different timeline, I could have been Dark Dragon. How cringe. So when people suggested the possibility of dropping the 88 and just using AU instead, this these were my thoughts on that. I don't like the name Dark Viper AU. It leaves open the possibility of other Dark Vipers, like Dark Viper US. Yo man, I'm Dark Viper from the US. I'm Dark Viper from the AU. I'm Dark Viper from the EU. Uh, and then, then we form a, the Council of Dark Vipers. And while I'm the leader, my my standing as leader is like tentative, and I have to continuously fight off what's it, the political machinations of the other members. And then I have the struggle to be the top Dark Viper for the rest of my life. I, I, I don't think I can deal with that kind of stress. See, I've, th I've thought about this already, guys. I've thought about all this. Look at this smug boss that actually speedrunning GTA 5 thinks he's better than me! Well, I'm somewhat joking there. I was pretty adamant that I didn't want Dark Viper AU, but I couldn't get the name just Dark Viper by itself because it was already taken. And I was like, I gotta find something else then, but I couldn't find anything else. So I was like, ah, whatever, Dark Viper AU is actually not that bad. The reason I didn't want it is because in general, in content creation, you want names that you can say that people can easily spell. Dark Viper, well, it's just the words Dark and Viper. If you can spell those two words, you can find that. But when you say Dark Viper AU, am I saying A-Y-E? Y-O-U, or am I just saying the letters? Obviously, based on conventions of how names are done, A-U, like the letters, makes more sense. But if I could avoid that, I would have. But obviously, the name you have isn't the thing that's gonna be the sole determining factor in whether or not you get successful. But if you can pick your name, you wanna pick a name that uh, is beneficial to your brand. It's just most people get stuck with the name that they happen to make for their channel, like eons ago. Those can often be very bad. The Twitter legacy checkmark is back. So I found out something interesting on Twitter. If I go into edit profile, and then even if I make no changes and hit save, my checkmark comes back. The legacy checkmark that says verified account. This account is verified because it's notable in government, news, entertainment, or another designated category. And like I can scroll down and all my things have the checkmark again. But the second I refresh the page, it's gone. So I guess they haven't removed the legacy checkmarks. It's more that they're automatically taken away or something. <laughs> Whatever the programming is on the back end, it's not working perfectly. Speedrunning, getting, and losing the checkmark? Cult of the Lamb is now adding new content for free. For those unaware, 
When Cult of the Lamb came out, an uh, indie game, it did very well, surprisingly well, and I played it for something like 13 hours or something, and I consider it to be a very good use of my time. If you haven't played it, I highly recommend it, and they are apparently bring out new content for it. We are doubling our gameplay for free. Why are we making it free? Well, we never thought our game, Cold of the Lamb, would do so well. As we only have a small indie team, we had to make some sacrifices on our ultimate vision. But now, because of all of you, we have the opportunity to make the game the best version it can be. We have dedicated this year to adding free major content updates to the game. So that's why. Like, how nice is that? Like, just a small team makes something with some passion, has, like, amazing aesthetic, and just captivates so many people. Millions of copies sold. As I'm saying, if you haven't got into the game, highly recommend picking up. It's an indie game, so it's cheap. And new content will come out for it. Yeah, free DLC is, uh something that a lot of indie devs do because you can tell they're just passionate and just so thankful that uh they're being successful because obviously a lot of games come out and do not get any traction at all will i ever make a video essay on video games outside of gta 5 i don't think there's any game that i like enough that i'd have enough content to make an essay about it like these channels like i know the act man that can write long form videos about about many different games i don't think i'd be suited to that kind of thing I feel like I'd be forcing myself to take an interest in stuff that I don't have an interest in. And I hate doing that. I mean, as does everyone else. I do certainly like channels that make video essays on games, and I do watch them, but I uh, don't think that's really my forte. I should just make a new channel called 14 Pages and do nothing but write essays on that channel. The saga of my blinds continues. Let me just give you a quick update on my blinds. So I've just gotten into the habit of having my upstairs blinds always down and my downstairs blinds always up because I want darkness upstairs and light downstairs, basically. Because I can't trust that the blinds aren't just going to get stuck and get destroyed because of how bad these channels are. But there were two blinds that were going to be replaced. But last night, I moved the blinds downstairs and this happened. A blind that had never been stuck before got the most stuck I've ever seen any blind get ever. And it ended up wrapping up the top reversed this is meant to like this is the reverse like it should be white it should be showing the other side of the blind but it doesn't because it's flipped up there like it doesn't even work now i also found that another large blind there because it's gotten stuck so many times has got damage on the side now i realized now that despite him coming and tinkering with these channels multiple times to try and make it so they don't get stuck they still get stuck sometimes and i realized i'm moving these blinds like twice a month how often would these things get stuck if i move them like twice a day as I could reasonably need to do at some point. And if they get caught once, significantly enough, when I'm not around, the, the blind's done, it's damaged. Like this damage doesn't come out, it's there, permanently. What are we, like 10, 11 months into this now? Still having issues? Like at no point now can I just be like, give me a refund. I should have got these bloody outdoor shutters. At this stage, I can't even remember why I didn't get them. This was sent to me by someone on Twitter. Today on little things in Germany that are different, Roladen or security shutters. They're great for keeping it cool during the summer and warm during the winter. There's fancy manual and electric types, and they're pretty awesome. And you'll see how dark it gets right when it shuts down. Wow, pretty awesome. Those look kind of sad. I don't care what they look like at this point. I just want functionality. I think originally, one of the reasons why I didn't want them was because I didn't think they looked very good. But these don't look very good either. Like, how do I say at this point, just give me my money back? Like, we've been through so much now at this point. 
Uh, you think I've been scammed? Someone who works at the company is legit a fan of my work. And apparently people have been very stressed that they've been unable to give me a functional thing. The product is somewhat new because traditionally block out blinds were only for the outside of the house. And these most recent channels that I got to replace the other ones that were installed incorrectly are apparently a product they don't even normally have. They got it from somewhere else to try to help me out. And it's just become even worse. My latest camera angle experiments. I did a particular challenge run that required me to show like my perspective in terms of looking at the PC and showing my keyboard. So I set up a small hand back here, actually it's still here. And I clipped my phone into it and held it out here and to show that different perspective. And so that's gonna be used in like two videos. I just happened to have it set up and so I used it for another video beyond that original challenge. And I do think it looked good and enabled for some uh, funnier transitions and stuff, but having it set up permanently would be a huge pain in the ass, especially putting my phone there every time and moving the footage off my phone. But the bigger problem would just be dealing with the additional footage and the file size. Like right now, I'm using 140 terabytes of storage and I'm having to buy thousands of dollar expansions to continue to build upon that. And I've got literally hundreds of thousands of files. And so if I started to, on a regular basis, start having two different files associated with a stream, I would just go crazy. But that's why it's not gonna be done. Maybe in the future, or like any challenge run that I do where I think that would be something that brings benefit beyond simply being it being a cool camera angle, I'll use it again, but currently don't have any plans. So we ended here. Thank you for watching and joining me on my new channel. I wish you all the best.